inspire me. Pick me up. Sit down, will you? Play a couple tunes for me. I'm not asking much. Just sit down and play a couple tunes. What do you want to hear? Doesn't matter. Just make it loud. Whatever you do, don't stop playing. Playing. It is our hope and intention oh my God. that this recording will become a living memory and permanent record of history in the making during our lifetime and an inspiration to future generations. 80 blocks! Oh my goodness! Should need Bronco crack the whip and slow, but don't total it. Put my pretty town in it. Five miles, M60s on Pan Am. And five miles, my top hat got rabbits, guns, and roses. Dress for who opposes. Slipper and making Jagger. Ooh, was that your dame? She really loved the lather. Nuclear reactor, light a match. Then you catch your gasoline. We don't like the gabardine. We just pillowcase the place to race the border statically. Devil's angels riding me. Hell's kitchen, pitching vixens. 80 mixes, switching simple rhythms. Sitting purdy on some Pelham pigeons. Electrical surge, turbo. Charge cars, Godzilla, Star Wars, Galaxy Guns, and Oshkosh. 80 blocks alarm, a lock them in the rocket storm. The Peter Tosh, the Molly, and meld them up in this Megatron. Megatron, Megatron. Drugs, London, he Ledger oh. But I return to throw the block under pressure Middle finger up like block on a stretcher Cause Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Three Man Weave Three Man and Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network In conjunction with Thechairshot.com Always use your head and as my beautiful better half just alluded to, make sure that you always use your heads. And that includes going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt. We have something for everybody. If you want to support our presidential campaign, pick up a Platt Balazs 2020 shirt. We've got Jesus Did the Job, Save Tag Team Wrestling, Hashtag Journalism, and many, many others. Again, I say it week in and week out, but these are the realest words I ever spoke. If you enjoy the content that we bring you day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure that we keep continuing to bang out that content is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up a shirt. TheChairShot.com. It's not just a website. We're a movement, folks. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Anywho, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my brother, the Commissioner PC Tunney, my other brother, Mr. Ray Cash, and this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're running the four quarters offense, so you had to call in for reinforcements. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got my other brother, blogger, podcaster extraordinaire, chair shot contributor. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Rob the Genius, a.k.a. Mr. Rob Bonnet. Rob, Robert, what's going on, brother? What's happening? What's happening? You get the real applause. Talks you, know, you, you don't get that fake plat applause that he gets at the beginning there. Yeah, have a drink. <laughs> have a drink. 
and 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. He gave you that big ass intro. You're like, hey guys, wait a minute, come <laughs> on, bro. I'm going to expecting all that, but look, it's always good to be back. And look, I'm the the uh, perpetual podcast guest of Chair Shot Media. I'm always available to show up on somebody's show, so it's always good to be back. Like, I'm always bugging Ray to get on with him and Kyle. And when, you know, I, and I was the third guy on Chillside Radio back in the day almost every week for a while. So, look, it, it's my first time with PC here. So, it is always good to be here and just to get another chance to talk to whoever's listening out there. I love it. I love it. You're welcome anytime, anywhere. You ain't got to beg, brother. Anytime you want on. And Rob is also a, um, a Washington football fan, much like our, our other brother, Mr. Dave Ungar. Oh, there you go. And one of the great things about them finally changing the name, because my, my stepfather, rest his soul, he was a, a uh, Washington fan as well. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm great. Every fucking Sunday growing up, I had to hear that goddamn Hail to the Redskins song. So I'm glad we're finally retiring that, you know. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm a Cleveland fan. I'm a Browns fan, man. So if, if any Browns fan out there, and I think the Jet fans, and there's some other fan bases that can relate to this as well, you always got to find a secondary team to cheer for because, you know, your team ain't going to do shit. And growing up, my secondary I really don't know how that is in the, football. Shut up. I know, right? My what, what, is, what is a secondary team? I don't get it. You're a secondary team. Ray, you stole my goddamn <laughs> squad. And, and it's two got two titles, baby. <laughs> Secondary team, you, you stole my squad and you stole my tight end. All right, let's let's talk to Rob here. I have a question for Rob before we get going, especially since he's a Washington football fan. What do you want the name to be? Because we asked this Dave when we talked to him, I think on Potter's War, and I want to know what Washington football fans want their football team to be named. Okay, well, Red Wolves is one that's been kind of you know got some votes around here. I'm fine with that. I'm fine if they want to say Washington Warriors and just don't have any of the Native American imagery. That's fine. Uh, um, other than that, I mean, Red Tails was kicked around, and I mean that'd be fine as a, you know, you know, as a nod to the Tuskegee Airmen, but it doesn't really have anything to do with DC. But any of those will be fine. Um, for now, Washington football team is fine. I guess my biggest thing right now is you want a new owner because he yeah, sucks. I don't think that's going to happen. I was hoping. Look, I was hoping that this whole that whole sexual harassment thing might get him out of here, but <laughs> apparently he was smart enough to not partake in any of that himself. So. Amen. Hey, hey man, the president grabs pussy, man. You you gonna have to do a little better than that. Well, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> oh my God. So honestly, um, it looks like we're stuck with him, and I mean, unless somebody can get him on tape, you know, doing like a Donald Sterling kind of rant or something, I, I just, I said, <laughs> I think we're stuck with him. What I'm hoping is that, well, he seems to respect Ron Rivera enough to just let him run things. And I hope he sticks with that. It worked okay when, you know, Joe Gibbs came back. It worked okay when Marty Schottenheimer was here for that one year. So I'm hoping he'll do that because 
But either we get somebody like that that he respects enough to just get out of the way, or we always end up with some damn clown show like Steve Spurrier or, or you know, Jay Gruden, you know. And uh, but uh, I'm hopeful. Spurrier was hilarious because he, he treated oh, that shit like a nine to five. Like he literally clocked out at four fifty nine. You know, ain't what I mean? no like, NFL on, coach that's, ever that's, golfed that's, more that's, in the history of the NFL than Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Andy Reid and John Gruden motherfuckers are sleeping in their office till 4 in the morning. They don't see their family. Gruden's on the tee box at 3 p.m. on a fucking Friday afternoon when he should be fucking figuring out plays for Sunday. Yo, yo, Steve Spurrier at the time clock, man, at 4.59 and 15 seconds. You know what I mean? waiting to punch his car, man. If I don't leave now, I can't get nine in, motherfucker. Oh no, no, Jay Gruden, no, Jay Gruden was downtown cruising for some strange when during the weekends. Oh boy, he got mm-hmm. busted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, got, he got busted a few times. Oh my, Chocolate City for real, for real, huh? Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Chocolate City, that's the most Washington story ever. Jay Gruden got pissed off. I can't remember the brother's name, but he was the fullback, I believe. Jay Gruden got yeah. pissed off because the fullback was banging his side chick. So he yeah. bitched him. He bitched him, and then it resulted in Alex Smith's leg completely snapping in half because his replacement missed the block. That's the most Washington football story ever. Man, Wa- Washington got some stories because wasn't y'all the mayor that got cut sniffing coke and with hookers no, he and got reelected? Crack. He was smoking yeah. crack, got his job back. Shout out to Marion Barry, by the way, because I was there during that time. I was living in Virginia at that time. Marion was a good dude. He had his vices, obviously, but he was a good dude, man. He gave a shit about the people. That's why he that was able to give his life. got his like, job back. Wow. Smoke crack Look, and get your job back. Work for LA. I, I, but I show up to work 15 minutes late, and they're talking to me about trying to let me go. Look, look, I'm one of the two Marion Barry, because like Chris was saying, Marion Barry is one of the few elected officials who really actually rode his constituents. Okay, so for all his vices and for all his issues, you know, he was a good Mary, dude. He was, yeah, yeah, he was a good dude. And look, Marion Barry, like people, if you're around, like if you're like people in between the ages of like fifty-five and seventy, their first, they will tell you their first job was because of Marion Barry summer job program. He gave a whole lot of people their first job in that area. They lived in that area, ever. People who went on to become, you know, businessmen and all, you know, and all other kinds of things, they got their start because of the Marion Barry Summer Jobs Program. And Marion Barry, you know, if you needed a job and he could get you one, he would he would find it for you. So, I mean, it, look, you, we can we can crack jokes about him getting busted with coke and all that stuff. He, you know, you know, and everybody can get jokes, but, but I I rather have you know. Coach Norton, Marion Barry is the mayor of my town, and some of these dudes that don't do nothing for nobody. For real. No, for real. Shout out to Marion Barry and R.I.P. But you know, it's funny because whenever anybody gets busted with crack and hookers, their their initial visceral response is exactly the same. It don't matter who it is, it's the exact same. <laughs> that bitch set me up! <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying? What what, what lies have been told? So is that is that the was that the nineteen nineties version of 
2020, I got hacked. You gotta say that one more time. Oh, sorry, internet. Was that the, the damn the joke? Ain't even funny no more. Carry on. <laughs> on and that, I, with that being said, why don't we start the uh, sports topics here? Vlad, you ready to go? Yes, sir, man. Let's let's get on the good foot and do the bad thing. All right. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So in the midst of the Power Five conferences getting ready for their NCAA football season and determining whether when they're going to start, whether they're going to delay it or not, I mean, the ACC literally came out with their conference schedule, I believe, last week. You got the news uh, reported by 24-7 Sports, I believe, this morning that the Big Ten is likely to cancel their season and things of that nature. The SEC has come out that said they haven't stopped trying yet and they want to figure out a way to play. I don't see a chance in hell of these Power 5 conferences or NCAA football in general having a season. I mean, I believe there's a couple conferences that have already canceled it, looking at outstanding information. And, you know, where's the information that... Are they hiding this from the Power 5 conferences? Or is it, once again, it's just all about the money? That's the reason why we're going to wait as long as possible to possibly do anything. It, it, it is all about the money, man. And, and speaking of conferences, man, I'm a Mac man. And the Mac just came out and announced that they have canceled their football season. And it's funny because I was actually talking to a friend of the show, Patrick O'Dowd. We were literally talking about this exact scenario. And, you know, the thing is, I don't think people realize how much revenue college sports drives to these universities. And, you know, the major schools, they're going to be fine because they have boosters and, and rich alumni and whatnot. But a lot of these mid-majors like the Max and some of the HBCUs and some of these other smaller schools, they're really going to suffer without having that uh, that college sports revenue. And I don't see any way that we can have a college football. I don't see any way that we're going to be able to have a football season, period, let alone college football. So. Things are going to get real dicey, and one thing that that Corona has done is that it's pulled the wool, not the wool, but it's pulled the covers off of everybody, because we see everybody, ain't nobody got no money in this Mellon Farmer. It's all the house of cards, and Rona has brought that to light. And, you know, it, if you know anything about how, you know, economics and, and business and stuff like that works, man, not only have these schools already factored that money into their budget, they've probably already spent it. So, the lack of college sports, things are about to get very, very interesting. Um, yeah, well, look, I mean, one thing that the Rona exposed is that the whole country is, you know, basically working on credit, and like nobody has, nobody has no cash, has any cash. Everybody. Ain't, ain't nobody liquid. Ain't nobody liquid in this melon farmer, man. We got five great lakes, but ain't nobody liquid. From the from the biggest corporations, yeah. Look, look. Even the biggest corporations are like. I remember when Cheesecake Factory told everybody, "Hey, man, we broke. Sorry." Hey, we ain't got it. Yeah, I mean, so. You know, the college football. These these colleges are the same way. Every you know, everything is paycheck to paycheck so you know they need their tv money then they're gonna the power five are gonna hold out as long as they can before they finally you know accept reality and honestly i think what what really happened here is 
Well, a couple of things. One, they made the same mistake the NFL did is that they sat and waited and hoped that everything would just be better by now. And then and the other thing is that they were counting on the players to go along with whatever kind of bullshit proposal they came up with to, you know, to have a season. But it turns out that it didn't get better. And then, you know, the players didn't go along with whatever bullshit proposal they came up with. The players wanted some real plans to, so they wouldn't all get sick. So that kind of put the, you know, colleges behind the eight ball and, the smaller conferences went ahead and bailed because, you know, that, I mean, they saw the writing on the wall, but the, you know, the Power Five conferences are almost as delusional as the NFL, and, and they're going to wait until the very last minute to finally accept the truth, which is, I mean, one, you can't do football and coronavirus don't mix, no matter what, what kind of protocols you have in place. Nothing in corona would mix this, for that record. And then, uh, and, as much as you can control the environment right now on campus with no students, once if they bring students back, you are not going to stop them players from heading over to hook up for the weekend or to party with their friends or whatever. And that's just basically like super spreader on steroids. Let me so. before we swing it over to <laughs> before we swing it over to Ray. Let me let me let me piggyback a little sidestep off of what Rob just said. Is the players coming back? And if there's no students. If they're not in class, what's the benefit of the players playing, college football players? Because the pros, they're going to get their money, right? The college players ain't getting no money unless it's on the side. And if the games aren't on TV, that ain't happening. And if the games aren't happening, whatever. But if they're not going to get their education for it, what's the point of them coming back and playing? Especially if you're going to get drafted anyway. Like, if they go ahead and have this season without any protocols and everything else, just like MLB is, you know, having the same problem, you're talking about three times the amount of people traveling around. What's the benefit to these college football players? They're not going to get paid. If they can't go to school, what's the point? If you know you're already going to get picked in the first four rounds of the NFL draft, where's the motivation for these college football players to come back? Well, I wouldn't. Hell no. No way. And you, you've seen a lot of them, well, not a lot, but you have seen some kind of opt out, say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But that's the thing. This is also going to pull the rug off a lot of melon farmers, all those people that are talking about, well, they don't need to get paid because they're getting a free education. Well, that's bullshit. You don't go to college to get an education. You go to college to better yourself so you can get a good-ass job when you get out that mother melon farmer on the other end. There has been, there is a level of, um, I, I think brainwashing that we have done to our children from a sports perspective that makes children think that I got to play if I'm hurt. I got to play if it's if it's storming outside. Like uh, PC men, you are big fighting fans. The whole and you hear all the time that uh, these fighters say, "Well, I'll fight till I die. You got to stop me." That's stupid. That's really a stupid thought process. And I appreciate the fact that you care enough about your craft to want to go that hard, but that's stupid. And thinking and relaying it to this, you saw this this kind of Twitter movement among all these college football players today with the hashtag, we want to play. That's cool. But why? You just said it yourself. What is the purpose of you playing? There's a good chance you're not going to have college classes. Not on campus. There's a good chance that, uh, much like the 
Major League Baseball, if you play, traveling is going to be a much better opportunity for you to get the Rona. And, and, you know, and so, like, you, you will have an opportunity to still make the league next year. You know what I mean? For all these juniors and seniors. So what is the, there is no perk for right now, and you do not get paid. And if they break, if they change the rules or something happens, it will not be retroactive to this season. So there is absolutely no reason for you to play other than that's what you're supposed to do. And sometimes what you post doing right no more. And these guys got to wake up. Stand up for yourselves. Like, you have to be smart. One of the most, one of the things that kind of got me the most excited I've been in a long time about sports was at the beginning of this week or last week or whatever it was when all of the Pac-12 uh, players and all the Big Ten players kind of stuck together and those um, pieces on the players and we're standing together this is what we need this is what we want that scares the establishment what happened to that and you, you know it's funny man because I, I don't want to get too political on here but at the same point in time I you know the the current administration they faced a lot of flack you know around this whole corona thing but the the, the reality of the situation is there were no good there there was no plan and there was no good plan like you know what i mean they they were faced with two choices a you either shut everything down and try to let this work itself out and you know risk the the the, the consequences of this economy completely collapsing where we would have turned into the real life hunger games or b you know you you open things back up and then risk the opportunity of millions of people possibly dying now the funny part was they chose c which was uh, I didn't see that one on the oh, table. Which was, we'll, 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 well, no, we'll we'll leave it up to individual states who started opening things up way too soon, and now we're where we are right now. And the, the irony of it is, man, and Ray, you talked about it, and I talked about it as well. We 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 criticized and we made so much fun about the NBA bubble, but the bubble has worked. So if we would have just all sat our asses down for a month or two. Everything will probably be back to normal right now, but that ain't what we did. It's it's the same thought process of... I'm sorry. Hold on real quick, Rob. I'll give it to you. I'm sorry. But it's the same process as to why you don't wear a goddamn mask going to the store. Well, this this doesn't apply to me. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Well, it's funny because, like, out of all the quote-unquote developed countries, we're the only one that that really shit the bed. Because, I mean... So, I mean, that's a choice. And these, you know, and the college football and the NFL both put their trust in the White House, you know, and whereas the NBA did not do that, the NHL did not do that, the WNBA did not do that, uh, Major League Baseball, they kind of half-assed it, and they're paying for it now. And, um, but the people who, you know, the, the, Leagues who looked at the situation from day one and said, "Okay, we need to come up with a plan so that we can do this, and we're not going to wait for any. We're not going to put our trust in anybody else to, you know, magically make things all better." They're the ones that are doing okay right now. But I mean, then look, like the NFL, as far as the ownership, that NFL is probably like the most, you know, MAGA ownership out of all the sports leagues. So. You know, they thought that old Donald there would have it handled, and he clearly did not. 
so now they're stuck, and so are the college football presidents because you know so many of the major conferences are down there in you know mega land also. So you know they're operating on the same philosophy, and now they're screwed too. And they were, if you know, normally the players go along because they don't have any leverage, and all, but this is the. This time they actually took some leverage because this is literally a life or death situation. Like this isn't just, you know, playing anymore. You you take the field and you're risking death, basically. And I mean, to, to be oh. fair though, man, I I would say that uh, Major League Baseball is the most MAGA league because they didn't. Uh, you know they imported Negroes as opposed to using homegrown Negroes. So I'm just I'm not saying I'm just saying. Oh gosh. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, on on that note, minutes? I'm gonna rewrite I'm gonna rewrite the order of the show here on the fly. And instead of going to the NBA, we're gonna go right into the MLB because we kind of brought it up. And the fact that the COVID concerns are still a problem there, and we brought it up the last time we had this show two weeks ago. And it's the fact that the players shit all over a bubble. That the players, the, the MLBPA shit all over the bubble, right? Now, whether that was the leadership of the MLBPA or the players as a, as a, as a union together, but they didn't want to do it. They could have done three of them. They could have done East, West, and Central and had those teams all together. They could have bubbled up. And now we sit here. We sit here with things like this. As, I, as, I'm, as I'm pulling it up right now, right here, I want to tell you the games played for different MLB teams, okay? Let's start, first of all, in the NL East. The Braves have played 18 games. The Mets have played 17 games. The Marlins and Phillies have played 10 and 11 games. <laughs> the, Cardinals, the Cardinals have played five games, you guys. Five fucking games. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, this is this is we, just a, this is just a shit show. I mean, why couldn't they have done something like soccer and just they could have even done six bubbles, right? And said, okay, you guys in your each of your divisions, you're gonna play each other ten times, and we're gonna take two from each division, and then we're gonna rebubble and do the playoffs that way. It doesn't make sense, you know. Hockey and basketball had it right, like you guys said. What are your thoughts moving forward with the MLB? Because it doesn't seem like they want to change anything. So just real quick, man, what's the uh, game plan here? Are they going to eventually make up those games, or they're just going? The Cardinals are supposed to play fifty-five games in forty-nine days. Jesus Christ! Mm. Well, you know, uh, math is a thing that exists in this world. (laughs) Those numbers don't match. I'm just saying. I know I may not be a mathematician, but fifty-five is a lot more than forty-nine. So good luck. I mean, it's like you so, look at you look what, at the number of games played, like we said, for the Mets, and 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 then you go to over to the Cardinals, and it's like. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other? By the time I finish this song. Yeah, it's the fucking Cardinals. 
So they're, uh, maybe they're going to subscribe to the NBA philosophy because the NBA, obviously, everybody's not going to be able to play the same amount of games, so they're more focused on winning percentages as opposed to actual wins and losses. So well, then the Marlins should go out and get COVID up. because they're like 7-1. and one, They played eight games. They can go, yeah, we're 875 winning percentage, and then everybody else played 60 <laughs> games, and the Marlins are in the fucking playoffs. Jeter looks like a fucking genius for trading Yelich and cutting all those guys. It's a big difference when you start the league from 0-0 and when you're starting back with everybody playing 60-plus. It's a little bit of a difference. Rob, what are you thinking? Well, look, I mean, the was it the Cardinals and the Marlins have just been irresponsible as hell, and as far as I'm concerned, they should just forfeit those games that had to get postponed because they were stupid. And... There's no, you shouldn't penalize the people who are ready to play and and who did what they were supposed to because a couple of teams got, you know, a bunch of idiots on them who, you know, couldn't get their act together. Because, I mean, if you make them play, what, he said, what, 55 games in 45 days or something like that, whatever it is, I mean, by the time they get to the end of that, they're going to be walking dead anyway. I mean, oh, look. So- Maybe natural selection. They'll weed themselves out because 55 games in 49 nights, you know, they're probably not going to make the postseason on the Charles Darwin side of the game. Well, that's the big postseason. They're not going to make the month. That's the big thing is it's not just (laughs) affecting them or their division. It's affecting the competitive balance of the entire league of the rest of the teams in the division not playing the games. If you give them teams just games, other teams don't get given games. And it's just it's basically come down to a microcosm of what 2020 has been a fucking shit show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's the shit show. <laughs> Can I tell you my it's favorite story? He going to take That's a big old the- shit tonight. <laughs> my favorite story in baseball in the microcosm is Joannis Espedes. He played on a Saturday. They can't find the dude on Sunday. People think he might be dead. His ass went home and didn't tell nobody. Because <laughs> he was like, no, Rona, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And nobody knew. If you don't know the guy left and he's in the team hotel, that doesn't bode well for 60 games. Just think about that. Does anybody believe no. that yeah, does anybody believe they're going to finish this season now? Because, frankly, I've enjoyed this season because I am I love baseball, man. I'm a baseball fan. I, I love the game. But, you know, th- th- we all, thanks to our smartphones and our computers and shit, we all have the attention span of a raisin, so it's hard to sit through a three-hour game. But the fact that there's nothing else going on, man, I, I, I found myself enjoying these games. But I... <sighs> I don't see how they finish out this season. I hope they do, but I don't see how. Does anybody think that they're actually going to finish this season? Let's go around the horn. Rob, let's start with you. I don't know, I think maybe because it looks like, you know, they're doing a better job now of, you know, people having their act together. So I think they'll, I think they'll finish. Ray, you raised your hand and you said uh, you think they will. And PC, we'll, we'll come to you to round this out and then you can take us to the next topic. Well, uh, I'd like to read. I'd like to read a quote that will explain my reasoning. Uh, 
Um, and ladies, it is a quote lady, from... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for quotes with Ray Cash. I'm your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Ray Cash. <laughs> no, Doug Williams me, bro. Don't do it. Maybe I should just say okay. something nice about MLB and, and wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd, I'd like to quote the great modern philosopher Tretch from Naughty by Nature, who once said, Ching Ching, Bling Bling, cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then your talking don't matter. Ching Ching, Bling Bling, pad in pockets. You make the dollar dollar, can't a damn soul stop it. They gonna finish. I've got nothing to add to that. We're gonna go to commercial, folks. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Between the three of us, I know for sure, possibly the four of us, the NBA is what we're most enjoying being back. I personally having a hard time fully enjoying it because the Bucks seem to just kind of like to play with people and not play guys here and there, and I kind of get it. In 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 boot, I in in Coach Bud, I trust, but we're getting close to these seedings getting set. Right, the Bucks are the one, the Raptors are the two, Boston's the three now. Lakers are the one. The only real thing of of conjecture is that two three seeding in the West because the Nuggets are now a game behind the Clippers and they play each other. So, what are you guys' thoughts on how this is shaking out and coming up? Uh, the the looks like the Nets clinch the seventh seed. They're not going to have to play a play-in game, and the Pelicans are out. No Zion. As much as the NBA wanted that. So, I, let's start with Rob. What are your thoughts on what we're looking at as we move towards the playoffs here? Well, um, you know, I, I've had the games on as kind of background noise a lot. I, you know, I've kind of checked out on the NBA for the past couple of seasons. But, you know, I've been trying to pay attention now more. And so, you know, well... As a kind of casual NBA fan, I guess my main interest is with the Lakers, just to see what LeBron and AD do. Um, I've, this is my first time really seeing Giannis play, and he's really good. Amen. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, you know, watch Houston a few times. Yeah. Not a big fan of Harden. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Ray's an idiot. No worries. But and look, I'm still mad at Houston. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Ray. I've seen you paying attention. 
I'm still, I'm still mad at Houston for beating my Knicks in 1994. All right, so you know, and, 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 damn OJ. Blame OJ. Yeah, I was gonna say, OJ Simpson beat I your Knicks that. long before I remember that. Did, sir. Come on now. Do you know that Ford is releasing the new Bronco on uh, OJ's birthday? Yeah, it's good marketing. Hey, man. I'm saying you got to shout out to those who you got to shout out to those who you got to shout out to the people that breaded your that buttered your bread. OJ buttered look, the Broncos bread. And look, Loki, um, OJ has one of the best Twitter accounts out there. Man. Um, <laughs> oh, without <laughs> question. Hello to the world. <laughs> Hello to the world. <laughs> oh, oh, I, yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say what I want to say. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Ah, oh, fuck it. How much freedom would you feel if you got away with murder, though? You could do whatever you wanted. Oh. Yeah, OJ, I mean, yeah. that's a different conversation. I'm well, not going there tonight. I didn't but want OJ to, but I figured I had to just be real. We 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 gonna have to do that podcast one day, man. But go ahead, Ray, man. Get, get in here on this NBA, man. I, I ain't going there. Bro. No, 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 no. First, <clears> I want an answer. You don't think he did it? The no. the I don't think he it's possible for him to have done it. No. Oh, stay. No. He's guilty, man. He's... Thank you, Rob. Oh, thank, th- thank you, Ray. Okay, once again, Platt's just crazy. That's fine. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. No. Well, look. Uh, now, now, the funny, I, the story I thought was really hilarious today was when it came out how teams once they get eliminated, they got to go shower and get the hell out. Like, yep. <laughs> Real. Real. When you get fired, do I let you finish today? No, get your ass out of the company. Yes. Reality TV show side of the game. It's like NBA Apprentice. You know what I mean? Well, I think the reasoning there is because as teams exit, they're going to allow more family into the bubble. But I I got to find the thing. But basically, when they – once they're eliminated – like there's like a designated place where they shower and then where they eat and then you're out. On the Willy Wonka side of the game. Yeah, so it's um, and, and, then, and then they're taking the. I mean, it's obvious why they got they're getting you out of there because you know I mean like it's you to maintain the bubble and all of that stuff. There's there's no reason for you to be there. Then you know then. Then doesn't you know? Then you could get out. But it's just funny the way that the story was worded, and it just like they don't even give you a, <laughs> much of a chance to hang out or anything. You know, you're out of there. So, yeah, give it a buck though, Rob. They re- they ready to get the hell out of there. Yeah, oh, they yeah. Are. yeah, yeah. And but yeah, I give it to them for you know committing and you know coming together. And actually, okay, I found it here. It says teams that have been mathematically eliminated on or before August 12th have to depart campus immediately after the final game is ended. Following game, teams will shower in designated rooms, receive a meal, and take the team bus to the airport. What will you do when you have no more games out the postseason because your team is so lame? We have no even choice for you. What shall you who do? Do, 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 do? Back up your shit, cause you gone. 
So they probably got you. You probably got packed bags before before every game too. So you don't have. <laughs> it's like Survivor. Wait, wait, wait. It's like Survivor and Big Brother. If you're nominated for eviction or you're going to tribal council, you take all your shit with you if you think you're leaving. And the guys would be like, it's like it's like game fucking five coming up, and you're down three to one, and they're having all the fun down there, and it's their last day. They're gonna be there, and they know it. And they're like, man. It's so great down here. Should we go fishing? Should we go golfing on our last day? What should we do? Because you see those guys enjoying the shit out of it. Like, if you're a single guy, the bubble's got to be fucking great. Except for, you know, no pink, not a lot of pink down there. But it's like, yeah. you can still do a whole bunch of shit and you ain't got to worry about that, right? So, I don't know. I got one last question for you guys about the NBA. What are your last thoughts about it before we get to the last point on this topic? Well, yeah, we got to let Ray get in here, man. But one thing, I'm pissed that we didn't have a show last week because all of my takes have been stolen from other people. And it pisses me off. I'm seeing other people on TV and on the Internet and whatnot. They literally took all of my takes. So they, they stole them from your brain? Apparently so, yes. That's what happened. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um... To put a bow on this, first and foremost, I want to shout out America's team, the Phoenix, the Bubbles, the Phoenix Suns. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to give a hearty fuck you to TJ Warren. Um, but the the, the, the oh, poor Shatwing. <laughs> the interesting thing to me about the bubble, which makes it can't miss television, is that the better teams are playing aren't playing like they like everybody's playing different. So like. There's not one team that had momentum going into the bubble that's playing with that same momentum. The Bucks have haven't they've looked like, quite frankly, like a seven eight seed, right? But the but the uh, the Raptors look like the champs again. The Suns and and the and the uh, Blazers are looking like they're one and two seeds. Like that's so interesting to me because it changes that the, the dynamic of the, what the original regular season meant. And all these games are actually mattering, right? So, like, get the Wizards out of here. Get the Pelicans out of here. Sorry, Zion. Everybody else coming to work. And that makes it so, like, that makes it so interesting to me, man. Like, you can feel, these games feel like playoff games, and the playoffs haven't started yet. And, like, that's always a good feeling when you're watching NBA basketball. So, uh, a couple things. Number one, I said a lot of people took my takes. But, um, PC, with all due respect to you, brother, if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be pissed off right now because Why? you all work so because you work so damn hard to have this historic season and clinched home court, and now home court isn't even a thing right now. So I'd be a little That's pissy fair. about that. That's I, fair. Who cares? That's, yeah, I, I, I don't care about that. I, you're gonna we're gonna be the number one. We're the number one seed, so we're gonna play the appropriate teams in that order. That's the best you could hope for with this happening. I'll be honest with you, no one here gives a shit about 70 games or 72 games or 73 wins or whatever the fuck that means. The only thing Milwaukee wants is a title. We don't care how it comes. We just want the title. That's it. So some of my my takes that have been stolen this week uh, or the last week is, uh, number one, Portland is going to be a problem. And if I'm the Lakers... I don't want any parts uh, with with no Rondo and no A.B. Bradley. I don't want any parts of Baby Dame and C.J. McCollum in the postseason. And it's looking Maybe like they're going to – at the very least, they're going to be in the play-in game. 
You know what I mean? So that I don't want any parts of that if I'm the Lakers because, I mean, I'm looking at that Lakers team. They're, they're struggling. And I know that LeBron is biding his time and he's trying to conserve his energy because he knows what really matters. But at the same point in time, they don't look really good. And that team is very oddly constructed. Like, I didn't realize it until I watched that game last Thursday with the Clippers, which that was a great game. But I looked at their roster and I said, yo, whoa, 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 hold on. So you mean to tell me they have J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, D. Howard, and JaVale McGee all on the same team? Like, that's like the pathion, that's like the pathion of NBA knuckleheads for the past 20 years. I mean, who's the assistant oh. coach? Vernon Maxwell? By, by, by the way, don't. Nobody don't don't tell no, nobody don't tell Vernon that I said that because I, I really don't want those problems. You remember when, I mean, this, you remember <laughs> he will drop to Atlanta and come to your house right now. You remember when yeah, JaVale McGee's know. mom had to stop Shaq from ragging on him? That's the only thing that could stop Shaq from ragging on JaVale McGee was JaVale McGee's mom. <laughs> and, and, to, and to be fair, JaVale McGee's mom is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. She's a, yeah, she taught him how to play. Yeah. But I'm just saying, man, like, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not feeling really good coming out of this scenario. And every, I, I watched all four games that they played against the Clippers, and every game that they played against the Clippers, LeBron looked old AF. He he really did. And that Clippers game, no Lou Will, no Montrez Harrell, and they still had an opportunity to win it at the end. And Paul George was looking spry and athletic and was being aggressive. That's going to be a problem. But, yeah, I'm looking at that Portland team, too, because you, you guys know, no home court advantage, man. There's going to be a team that comes out of nowhere and makes a run here. So I'm trying to figure out who that team is going to be. And I've seen a lot of people that compare <coughs> the NBA to your, your, your excuse. Your excuse. You, you might want to go yourself. get tested. But I, I've seen a lot. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I've seen a lot of people that have compared this bubble to March Madness. Okay, so if we're going to go there. You know, the teams that consistently win in March Madness. What do they have in common? They have excellent guard play. They can get a defensive stop when they need to and they rebound. And the teams that fit that bill that could be possible spoilers are Portland, Indiana. I ain't hopped off that Indiana bandwagon. And Toronto. And Tony, I love you, but Toronto's going back to the finals, bro. They they just are. All right. Rob, I want you to get your last uh, thoughts in here, and then I got one round-the-horn quick hitter question to finish this topic. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. Well, the, the real drama here for me is will LeBron get the ring because he was the – LeBron was the basically the ringleader behind making sure they finished the season because he didn't want to squander an opportunity to get a ring here. So, to me, the real story of all of this is will his efforts be in vain? Or will, it look, or will it pay off for him? After That's this a season, good point. That's a good storyline. After, you know, after this season, you know, AD may not stay, and then you know, he might be stuck on the Lakers with a bunch of clowns, and then that'll be it as far as chasing rings. So, you know, he's got to – if you know, can he get this one? Because I think one more is crucial for him – to uh, you know, for him to be able to, to just confidently walk around and say best of all time, whether we all agree with it or not, if he gets one more, you know, then he can he can call himself that all he wants. And you know, the most we can say is, well, I don't really agree, but I'm not going to argue with you. 
if he gets stuck on three, then, you know, to me, you can't say better than Jordan. You can't say better than Kareem if he gets stuck on three and never wins anymore. So, Rob, this is, this is for him. PC, I, I apologize, brother, but Rob, you touched on something really big there because the Lakers winning with LeBron, that's what's best for business. So, in the, in the playoffs, it's going to be five on, it's going to be five on eight. And I mean, yeah, yeah, and AD ain't going nowhere, man. They'll, they'll hook him up with a, they'll hook him up with one of the Kardashians, and he ain't going nowhere. They'll convince him to tweeze that brow, and he'll, he's gonna be a Laker Kim might for be the single foreseeable soon. future. She got four kids though. Yeah, she looks good though. Only yeah, three, only four o- kids, only though. three of them came out of her. <laughs> yeah, but she still got the four. All right, like you can't show this sounds out. like it sounds like for the last last quick hitter question here, round the horn. I'm gonna start with Chris. We'll go to Ray. We'll go to Rob, and I'll wrap this up. What's your final four in the NBA? What's your conference finals on each side? Lakers, Houston, um, Milwaukee. Not sure who number four is, and I'm going with Lakers winning because. They're gonna get the uh, they're gonna get the NWO Nick Patrick treatment. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I would love that if the NBA refs were more like the WWE refs. Go ahead, Chris. I don't know the seating as of right now, and you know, once I get the if I had the seating, I would probably say something different. But I'm gonna go chalk, man. I'm gonna go Lakers, Clippers, Raptors, Bucks. Right, but there's. But watch out. Watch out for Portland. Watch out for Indiana. Watch no, out for No, you Toronto. were done. You said I'm, that I'm already. Just doing it out Be quiet. There. Go ahead, Ray. Okay. All right. Um, I am going to go with Raptors, Bucks, for sure. I'm going Lakers, Nuggets. Okay. I am going Bucks, Celtics. Okay. And I'm going Clippers, Trailblazers. Bruh. I Can we end the show right now? Take that with I you. Can we end the show? Right Take now. that with you. Ding I... dollar, holla holla. Oompa loompa doompa dee dack. After the, these messages, the we'll be right back. Can I say one more thing? No, I said oompa loompa. Echo Lima. Delta. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always. Use your head. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants, putting suckers in fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosion. Overpowering, over the competition.
I want to kick it all right over to Ray. I know he uh, he had the scoop on this and the reasoning for why Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. is now been postponed until November. Well, this is Ray Schefter here with the scoop for you guys. Oh, um, snap, dog. So the the original uh, report was that they uh, they wanted to move it to the week the Thanksgiving weekend because they felt that it would do better numbers on the Thanksgiving weekend. But ESPN has reported that it is simply a money issue. They're negotiating uh, the correct television and pay per view deal with whatever their outlets are. So that makes a lot of sense considering this is kind of one of the first of its kind. I think the only other real exhibition that's done numbers and been shopped on pay-per-view was uh, what was it? The One of those bitch-ass Paul brothers versus some rapper? But it did numbers. But so this this is all together thing. But um, and you know Tyson is also owns and is heading the, Le- the Legends Only League I believe is what it's called. Where he's trying to get former legends from any specter of, of sports, football, baseball, pool, hockey, anything, and kind of allowing those guys to do things. And I'm sure this is part of the negotiation for the entire league and not just the fight. So the big thing with that is Tyson's basically wants to do what the what Ice Cube is doing with the big three, everything that isn't basketball that hasn't happened yet. We, The three of us have talked about it on this show Rob, I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks once again for coming on the show. First of all, what are your thoughts on Tyson versus Jones Jr.? Uh, secondary question to that is they're going to be wearing headgear. And then follow up with what do you think about the Legends League? Okay. Well, all right. Well, Tyson versus Jones, just hope. I think the headgear is fine because otherwise we might get killed. Because <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. In one yeah. of those interviews, look, I think it was one of those interviews Mike said, look, I only know one way how to fight. <laughs> so we don't want Roy to die. So, and look, for me, the end game for me with Tyson, my, my hopeful end game is that he does good with this and somebody, he's able to convince somebody to give him a couple of tomato cans and he does well enough with them and he gets one more title fight for the group. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay, <laughs> and after all of this, because if you've seen those little sparring videos, I mean, look, he probably can't move around the ring for shit now. But if somebody's dumb enough to stand in front of him, like Michael Moore did to George Foreman, he's gonna put him on the ass. So that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm hoping he can. There's enough smoke and mirrors with this that he can get a couple of, like I said, he can beat a couple of bums. And then whoever's champion at the time says, yeah, let me, let me get one with Mike. Because, look, if they're able to finagle Mike into a title fight, we're all paying for it. I'm, I haven't bought, I haven't paid for a fight in years. You put Mike in the ring one more time, and, and considering that, like I said, he can still knock your block off if you're stupid enough to stand in front of him, I'll pay for that. I mean, so I'm hoping it goes well. Um, as far as the Legends League thing, look, we, I remember we had pros versus Joes, okay? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, what it reminded me of first. That's a great point. I remember the show, yeah. <laughs> and, 
was a good inter- I mean, there were times where it was a good entertaining show. Um, but I, you know, I, I think you know, I think we've got enough of that going on already. I mean, the big three is fine for basketball, um, but looking at other sports, I mean, do you really want to get some fifty-year-old baseball pitcher trying to throw some junk over the plate? I mean, yeah. Or do you want? I mean. It's hard to see what sports translate, right? I mean, the only thing I can think of is like a maybe a seven-on-seven football with some of the legendary quarterbacks and receivers. But then, I mean, you got Dion coming out there trying to cover somebody too. He's probably still run a four-three, but whatever, you know. Yeah, that's that's that's, I'm I'm sorry. I want you to finish. I'm just going to give some insight because I've heard Tyson talk about this. Um, that's the thing about the Legends Only League. It's not going to be traditional games like the Big Three is an actual game. It's going to be individual competition. So, like, some uh, who I guess who can catch more balls, Jerry Rice or Tim Brown or stuff like that. Like, who or on Jasmine the on the, on the well, that's she's the undisputed <laughs> queen of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another podcast. Back to football. Um, I'm like, thinking T.O. versus Chad Johnson, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that, right? Stuff like that. So you're not really looking at a real chance for people to get hurt or things of that nature. So um, go ahead, Rob. I just wanted to give that context because so you talked about anybody that, on, uh, that plays in the League of Legends is going to wear headgear, apparently. That's where we're going. <laughs> and it's, okay. I mean, but it's just like some sports or some things – you can have old guys playing, and it'll translate. I mean, like the you know, like the senior golf tour, right? I mean, that's fine. If you're a golf fan, I'm sure watching the senior tour is fine, right? Um, and you know, I mean, basketball likes the, the shooter big three. That's yeah, yeah, and the big three is fine for basketball, um, but like, like I said, unless you're gonna do seven on seven, I don't, I don't want to see you know old guys going full contact and pads on a football field. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, and I don't want to see, I mean, unless it's somebody like Nolan, well, when Nolan Ryan is like an, an anomaly, it's great, but I don't want to leave full of Nolan Ryan's, you know, trying to throw junk over the plate and, you know, I mean, no, I mean, so just, I mean, look, the thing is we, you know, um, the idea comes about to do that stuff because too many times we don't respect legends and we forget about them. And you know, we, need to, we need to do a better job of that, really. Just, you know, then trying to get them back and you know, giving them a chance to get back out on the field when they shouldn't be anymore. I think uh, I so. think the, the the specialized competitions would be would be special. Not to kind of throw those two words together, but like yeah, retired uh, Hall of Fame kickers coming back to have a field goal competition, or uh, retired. Uh, you talk about baseball. You could have home run derby between the retired home run legend hitters, right? I'm sure these guys the that are in their late, the four- yeah, they could still hit yeah. the ball out of the park, and you would want to watch something like that. Um, one thing to me that came to mind right away is soccer. You could bring in legends from around the world for this that would get paid some big bucks, and you could get some big money across the seas to see, you know, 
retired guys like you could bring back Beckham and guys of that nature and Henri and and, and you could play like four on four soccer yeah. or have shootout competitions put Tim Howard in goal everybody knows who that is in the U.S. things of that nature I, I think you know like uh, <laughs> you could have Shaq swing swim against Michael Phelps again and have a eight length lead and get destroyed <laughs> but you know you can mix things up too so speaking of baseball, man, I would pay to watch Jose Cansego and Mark McGuire catch a fair one in the boxing ring. I, I mean, I think that would be interesting. And as far as Tyson, I mean, you know, power is the last thing to go. He still has that power. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to beat Roy. And, you know, he's got a puncher's chance if they threw him in the ring and had a, a heavyweight title fight. But the, the first thing that I thought of when I saw that this, when you guys posted that this fight was going to be postponed, was that perhaps he got injured at some point in time fighting the Sharp, which don't tell me how it goes because I, I recorded that. that. That's on my DVR right now. I ain't watched it yet, so don't tell me what happened. But I thought maybe that happened. Maybe the Shark did some, uh, some damage to him and they had to kind of, you know, push it out a little bit and let him heal from a Shark wound. I, so. Um, real quick about the Legends Only League. I think it's a dope idea for this one thought process. There are so many 40 to 50 year old former players that are still in shape by regular standards, but just have kind of aged out of the prime athletes of their sports. That can still do things and contribute, right? Like, if I played Kenny Smith right now, he'd, he'd dog my ass. He's 50 to nothing, right? But Kenny Smith can't play two minutes in the league right now. Stuff like that. Right. So I think this is a dope idea for these guys to get another payday and to feel special again because all of us started together and we got to know each other through the beautiful sport of wrestling. And too often in wrestling, you have guys who are 50, 60 still working shows because they did because they're still looking for the high that performing gets them and they still get their extra paycheck this is a much safer way to do that for people and of course regular sports people i'm sure got paid better and hopefully did better with their money but i think that's a dope idea to do it in a safe way that's still entertaining and will make some money in terms of the fight rob said something that that made me think something i never thought about the fact that this might open up uh, and, and open up kind of the 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 floodgates for Mike Tyson in terms of his mind. I thought, you know, he just had to itch, he had to scratch, he wanted to get in there. I, but, you know, it never crossed my mind this might be a foreman type thing for him. And then that kind of, sorry to bring it back to the wrestling analogy, but that kind of reminds me of Undertaker. And Undertaker's kind of conundrum was, well, if I wrestle and the match sucks, I got to wrestle again to make get a good match. If I wrestle and the match is great, damn, I can keep doing it. I'm going to keep going again. And I hope that Mike doesn't fall in that perpetual cycle and is okay with continuing to be done. Because very clearly, he wasn't okay with how he ended his career before, which is understandable given the massive talent he had and why he had to end his career. But I'm, I just hope that he, he gets to a point where he's good with saying, I'm good, I'm done, I don't have to do this anymore. And I'm scared that if he goes and and he knocks the shit out of Roy Jones Jr., that he might want to do it again. Because these heavyweights are not the heavyweights of 1993 or 1989. These guys are different beasts. 
So, right, you're talking and, about Wilder it, and Joshua and and or, um, and and, um, and Fury. I mean, they're they're all like six, seven plus, probably taller than that, and they'd have no problem just jabbing the shit out of Mike Tyson for fucking twelve rounds. Well, Deontay wouldn't jab. Deontay would try to knock him out the whole time. But yes, the rest of them would. But the funny yeah. thing is, man, you know, you you came from that vantage point like he still got the itch, and maybe I'm just being pragmatic because I'm. Apparently pragmatic. I like. I like to say I'm a realist. You're but a pragmatist. I think. I think he needs a check, and I think both of these guys need a check, and that's why they're willing to go out there and do this. And I don't think they're going to go out there and, and purposely try to hurt each other. They're both two of the best promos in the history of boxing, so they're going to sell this shit as much as they can. And yeah, I don't think they're going to go out there and sell and, and try to hurt each other. But at the same point in time, as Rob brought up, if this does lead to Tyson getting another title fight. He's not going to say no to that. Rob, I'm, Rob, Rob I'm going to give you the last yeah. word on this one. Okay, well, look, I hope it goes well. I want Personally, I want to see Mike get one more run. And what I hope is that it goes well enough that he can get a couple of fights and he gets one more title fight and that he at least does well enough in that so that he can feel like he's accomplish what he needs to accomplish and then can ride off into the sunset, you know, feeling more fulfilled. That's what that's what I'm hoping for. I um, you want that bank account to feel fulfilled, man. Don't fool yourselves, gentlemen. Well, this too. is Spaceballs I mean, too. This one's for the money. Well that and okay. I, so I I mean I hope because you know what, because I saw those videos of him sparring and just how he was you know, how he still got the punching speed and punching power and that made me want to just see one more run because it's a shame that things you know just went south for him the way that it did some of I me mean, a lot of it was his own fault obviously but you know that we never got to see him in peak form against Holyfield or Lennox Lewis is a shame so I would like to him just to be able to put a you know a more satisfying bow on his career and with that, we got one more quick hitter topic before we get into our parting shots. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshop.com. First of all, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Uh, whenever you're listening to it, however you're listening to it, all over multiple media outlets. Uh, especially thechairshot.com. Use your head. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Uh, you can follow this show at three underscore man weave. Gentlemen, the PGA finally had a major, which is pretty major for me. I'm a big golf fan. Uh, I, I was rooting for Tiger Woods the whole time. It's great. I have ESPN Plus. So he went out early on Thursday, and coverage didn't start until almost 4 o'clock Eastern. And he was pretty much done by then. But ESPN Plus did something great for me. And that I can't believe that they haven't done this for years and years and years. Is cover the entire rounds of the majors. Because they get a lot of cover. They get a lot of viewers for that, right? So I I got to watch Tiger's whole round on Thursday. Uh, his round on Friday was on TV. But youngster, up and comer, Colin Morikawa ends up pulling through. Shooting a really low score on Sunday. 
any of you gentlemen catch any of this tournament i mean we ain't got to expand on this tiger kind of made the cut and, and kind of floated along he said he felt the best thing was that he got to experience some competition brooks kepka ended up coming up short dustin johnson was there in the lead after three rounds and couldn't finish but you know this youngster colin morikawa really really just we knew he was there and he kind of said hey i'm really here i can win majors and he's going to be something to deal with for a long time Tiger has changed the game in a lot of respects, and and the main respect is the fitness aspect of golf. Like these aren't the guys; these aren't John Daly and Lee Trevino with the bellies hanging over their khakis. Like these guys are actual athletes now. I didn't get a chance to catch a lot of the. Um, I didn't catch any of the uh, the major this week, man. I mean, I've, I've been on an NBA high since they've come back. I'm not gonna lie to you about that, but yeah, I Tiger Woods, man. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 he's done. I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to win another major. I, I really don't. That's what they said before the last year when he won the Masters. Touche, touche. He ain't catching Jack. I don't think that's going to happen. Hoo-wee. Rob, what you do you think? think? He's going to catch Jack. I ain't going to say he ain't. Well, I, um, honestly, I didn't watch it. Look, I'm one, I'm one of those people that I wait until Sunday, and if Tiger is in contention for the <laughs> winning. Cannot watch, and but otherwise, you know, <laughs> one of those people. Um, Tiger problem realistically, you know, Tiger probably is not going to catch Jack, but um, unless he look, he need, maybe he needs to go back to the old uh, Tiger extracurricular plan. He, I, mean, <laughs> I would say that for years. That's when he was winning pussy and vodka. That's the winning combination, motherfuckers. I mean, it was working until he got busted. I mean, you know. Um. <laughs> you want to be a good golfer? Here's some hoes and some vodka. Good for you. You know, and, and, and I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, look, like I said, it, it worked before until he got busted, and now he's not married, so he doesn't, he can't get busted now. So... <laughs> I keep Maybe. telling y'all, man, it's not the bitches. It was his back that gave out, and that's what happened to Tiger. Oh, that's no fun. Why Be quiet. Think, Go ahead, Ray. Why do, you think, <laughs> why do you think his back was in bad shape to start with? <laughs> oh. Well done. Hey, well hey, done. Man, Kennedy, hey, Kennedy laid on his back, and he rode. He told the, the, the women that was his favorite position because he had back yeah. problems. You can figure some things out, man. You can figure it out. Sit in a chair. Sit in a chair, bro. You ain't got to do shit. So <laughs> I'm, I I was busy this weekend, so I missed the PGA championship. And I, and to be honest, no diss to the kid. I've never heard of him, but, like, he, I saw the score. He was, like, what, 20 under? No, he, he ended up at he ended up at thirteen under. I think he shot sixty five on the on the final day, which was okay. one of the better rounds. But he was two back coming yeah. in, two or three back coming in, and uh, he just blew it up on Sunday, which is pretty impressive for a twenty three year old to go out there and Agreed. have that kind of chutzpah. But the PGA is the one to do it. Is that impressive though? Not saying it's not impressive what the kid did, but what I'm saying is when you're 23 years old, man, you full of uh, piss and vinegar, and you think your shit don't stink, and you the baddest melon farmer alive. Well, so let me let me put it to you this way: pressure? he shot one under in each of the first two rounds, and then he was five under in the third round and six under in the final round. So he was nine under on the weekend, and it was his second major ever, I think. So 
look at it that way to come out and you know not feel the pressure and get your shit done at a beautiful course in san francisco by the way but that's my and there's point, a lot man, of pressure 20, going into sunday but at 23 you're, years old you do you really feel pressure i mean think about yeah. at where we were at 23 years old we thought we was the baddest melon farmers on the face of the planet man there was no such thing as pressure i'm gonna go out here and prove i'm the greatest golfer in the world because that's how he feels in his head I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel now playing the sports I played back then. That pressure kind of motivated me, and I think that's what happened to him. Yeah. Oh, at 23, you couldn't tell me I wasn't the coldest smelling farmer walking the face of the planet. Oh, see, well, well, I was, um, I was uncoordinated and unathletic. I was so. <laughs> so that was never. That was never for me. Well, I mean, I, I thought that... I was. Now I thought I was the smartest person on the planet. And sometimes I still do think that, but you know. <laughs> well, that's not hard, especially living in America, man, because I'm, and PC can attest to this, man. I talk to you melon farmers on a daily basis, as does PC. Y'all dumb as fuck. But, Ray, what? please continue. <laughs> what? Oh, man, you said the magic words. I gotta find this and play this. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> American people aren't uh, aren't dumb. The American I mean, public we are. isn't dumb. I oh, think people in mass are stupid. So uh, that's uh, individually uh, we're uh, smart, but in mass we're dumb. Because nah, um, nah. uh, Agent K said that men in black. Uh, he said, "Look, you know, the, when he was talking to Will Smith, he said, look, individual people are smart, but you know, the, well, the person is smart. People are, you know, dumb, stupid, and paranoid, and you know it. And that is." And, very if true. we're standing, if we're standing in a, in just an open area and there's like a hundred of us, and I start running and screaming, I guarantee you, seventy five percent of that crowd gonna start running, gonna start running with me. Not if I'm well, there. I'm be like, that's Ray Cash. I don't know what that motherfucker's doing. <laughs> that's the black codes, though, man. One black person starts running and screaming, we all gonna start running because it's some shit about to go down, and we need to get up out this other farmer. All right, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, but I'm a know, it's go ahead, Ray. No, I was gonna say, you know, black people run away, white people run towards. Yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. But everybody yeah. running. What's that noise? <laughs> What's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> you have that fella? <laughs> I, I saw some blood over there. Let me go see what it where it came from. Uh-huh. I'm kind I'm uh-huh. kind of intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Alright, I'm gonna wrap this golf topic up like this. It's nice. Golf is just getting started. It's a social distancing sport. If you play it as an amateur, it's something you can still go out in the world and do. They have the PGA playoffs the next few weekends. The U.S. Open still happening. The Masters is happening in November, and I'm just really looking forward to that. But Chris said the magic words, and this is how we're going to transition to our party top. Parting, uh, parting shots. Mike Tyson, knock you out.
Alright, we don't want to let Chris have too much fun. He's got a lot more shit to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, gentlemen. Let's get to some parting shots. I will go first. Uh, my parting shot this week is I want to compare Tiger Woods to Pete Rozelle. And here's how I want to do it. Competitive balance within their sports. Pete Rozelle came up with a way to figure out how to get the NFL to be competitive throughout the entire league free agency, things of that nature. The Tiger Woods effect to me is look at all these young guys, and it's been for the last 10, 12 years. You have so many young golfers coming up inspired by what Tiger did, not just like from that generation, but moving forward with, we talked about it, working out. That was never a thing in golf, right? Becoming a better player. So you have so much more crowded competition at the top you've never seen a leaderboards like this in the majors before how many guys like you have seven guys tied for third eight guys tied for fourth this never happened before you'd have one two three four you might have three guys tied for fifth but it just kind of hit me watching the final round yesterday to see all these great young players across the board from all over europe um, australia england any kind of I, I don't count England as part of Europe I count them separate just in case you were wondering and you know you're going to see a wider diversity of people as well considering Tiger Woods inspired a different generation of people and I'm thrilled for that I love it as a golf fan I love seeing more competition and these young wolves just tearing it up out there that's my parting shot this week I'll, I'll jump in um, <sighs> TJ Warren. Fuck TJ Warren. TJ Warren. Most of you nice folks at home listening know that I am a very, very strong and diehard Phoenix Suns fan. My family, all of my father's side of the family, are from Phoenix. I have a very long and passionate relationship with that team. And these past seven eight nine years have been hard they've been very tough we have had massive success that overnight seems like has turned to a, a laughing with a laughing stock of the week and we have made countless countless mistakes in personnel decisions we've made bad draft uh we've made bad draft decisions you guys remember josh jackson Darko Sarich. No, we don't. Alex Lynn. Exactly. <laughs> Bad decisions. TJ Warren was a guy when drafted who we knew had a role to fill. TJ Warren can score. He does nothing else, but he can score the rock. But he was on a team where Devin Booker can score the rock. We drafted DeAndre Aiden, who can score the rock. We traded for Kelly Oubre, who can not only score the rock, but can play defense. TJ Warren wasn't needed anymore. We, tra- we traded this young man for cash considerations, and if you're familiar with the movie Semi-Pro, a washing machine. And to a lot of discontent and laughs, to the Indiana Pacers, no less, who we're already a top four team in the East and a top seven or eight team in the NBA. And now 
the season has the season has stopped. Corona has happened. The world has effectively ended, and the bubble has been made. And T.J. Warren is the second coming of Michael fucking Jordan. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> so, I find it ironic that at the same time T.J. Warren is out here, instead of being Michael, he's he's being the the monsters all together, terrorize the NBA. The T.J. Warren and Les Phoenix Suns are six and zero in the bubble. This is one of those rare situations where both player and team needed a separation, and both got it right. And I'm looking forward to both uh, future in the league. But it's still fuck T.J. Warren. <laughs> well said. Word to John Saunders. Word to John Saunders. <laughs> Shout out to John Saunders and Dick Shap. R.I.P. Both of those. Oh, yeah. Dick Shap. Yeah, 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 the God. So, yeah, yeah Rob, man, you are a guest, man. Please go go, go ahead, man. Get your shit. Okay, well, for mine, I'm going to go back to college football here. And one thing I've been advocating, you know, through on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at RBONNE1. And I've also been saying this on my own podcast, the Rob the Genius podcast. Um, okay, that's all my plugs there. And, but college players, football players in particular, need to go on strike because, I mean, it's a miracle. And it's because of the coronavirus that they've been able to get some leverage to fight for some stuff now. But I still say they need to go on strike because, quite frankly, the people who run these schools, they don't care about you. They were about to send you out as cannon fodder for a virus this fall. It had y'all not finally you know been able to get together here and don't think that they won't try it again the next time something like this happens yeah they're going to screw you over as long as they can continue as long as they can and they're going to do it at every opportunity and the only thing you have on them is your labor so at some point y'all need to just take it away for a little while and to all of the you know the assholes out there who like to side with management, you know, or ownership during labor disputes? Um, y'all need to wake up and smell the coffee because, you know, those of you who don't have to wouldn't take that type of crap from your bosses. So oh, I don't see why you would expect, you know, college players who aren't getting paid a dime to deal with the same kind of treatment. Well said. Well said. Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the NBA is back. Dun, 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 dun. And listen, this isn't going to be some sanctimonious, self-righteous rant because I'm just as happy yes, that the NBA is back than anybody else. <laughs> the difference between you and I is that I am fully willing to admit that I'm full of shit. You ain't got to that point yet. Self-awareness is a beautiful thing. <laughs> but there's some changes to the NBA, and I'm not just talking about the whole bubble situation and the lack of fans, even though I think that virtual fan shit is kind of cool. I, I, I low-key kind of want to do it, but I don't think I'll be able to sit there for two hours because I'll be drinking and maybe want to go outside and take a couple puffs and stuff like that. That's a commitment that I'm not particularly willing to endure. But there were also some other differences. Things such as the phrase Black Lives Matter being displayed on the court, 
of course the quote-unquote social justice messages that were on the back of the the players jerseys all the commercials that are happening it seems like every other commercial is something talking about racial injustice or social injustice or whatever the case may be and even the sideline reporters as they comfortably sit with their ma- or stand with their mask and six feet away from the subject they're interviewing they feel compelled to ask the players about social justice which with all due respect I could give two shits about what Bam Adebayo has to say about anything that isn't related to that 94 feet on the basketball court. Now, NBA, I'm looking at you here because I know what you're doing, and I remember a few things. I remember Craig Hodges, former NBA world champion and two-time winner of the three-point competition. When he was with the Chicago Bulls and they won that title, Craig Hodges went to the White House rocking a dashiki and he handed President Bush GW, not just W. He handed him a letter. And in that letter, he basically just stated, President Bush, please do something to help the condition of black people in this country. And for his efforts, what happened to Craig? Blackball about this melon farm. NBA, I also remember Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, formerly known as Chris Jackson. And for the younger audiences, that, or audience rather, that don't remember that name, he was basically the prototype for Steph Curry. He was a 6'3 guard with handles out this world and range that extended to out the gym. He was consistently a top 10 scorer in the NBA. And then when he converted to Islam he stopped standing for the national anthem stating that it was against his religious beliefs and this was an all-star caliber player and what happened with him they quickly and quietly ushered him out the league hell i remember carmelo anthony once he started speaking out and, and, and talking up and speaking up and whatnot all of a sudden he's not good enough to be in this league anymore and and to be fair he didn't really do himself too many favors in his stints with Oklahoma City and the Houston Rockets. But don't you think that it's weird that all of a sudden Carmelo Anthony is back in the league and is a contributing member to a possible playoff team? I mean, Carmelo Anthony, you could cryogenically freeze Carmelo Anthony right now and reanimate him in the year 3032. And after he takes a piss and maybe does a little light stretching, he'll be able to go to an NBA court and make buckets that's just what he does and also didn't forget about the Donald Sterling situation which everybody knew Donald Sterling was racist was that just a revelation in 2014 look here I remember reading an article on ESPN.com back in 2006 talk about how Donald Sterling and how many times he had been sued for racial discrimination because he didn't want to rent his apartments to black tenants for whatever reason or even the time, or even talking about how he would walk into the locker room with his lady friends while the guys were in there showering and, and whatnot and point to them and say, look at these beautiful black bodies. I forgot about that. So I said all that to say NBA, hey man, if maybe you've turned over a new leaf. Maybe you saw the error of your ways and you're trying to do better. I don't know. But in a league of 30 teams where 80% of the league is black and you only got eight black coaches... 
And don't even get me started on the front offices where now they've using this mm-hmm. analytics mm-hmm. bullshit as, you know, code to keep black people out of those jobs because uh, clearly some geek from MIT knows more about that can't touch the rim sitting on the goddamn chair knows more about the NBA than somebody that played 10, 15 years in the league, right? But don't get me started on that. All I'm saying is NBA, maybe you saw the error of your ways and you saw and you're trying to do better now. But if you really want to start and you're really interested in social change, Perhaps you need to start cleaning your own house first because your kitchen floor is filthy. That being said, I was going to run to Rob right quick, but I think he went and took a piss. So, uh, Ray, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? I'm there. Oh, well, then, Rob, go ahead, bro. Number one, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it, man. You're welcome back anytime. And, yeah, let the good people know where they can find you. All right, you can find me at on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. You can find some of my written work at chairshot.com. And I got a piece coming up soon on the uh, AEW Women's Division. That should be up in a few days. Uh, you can also find my own podcast. It's called the Rob the Genius Podcast. Uh, it's on Anchor. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple and you can also hear me whenever I show up on somebody else's show, which I am <laughs> tend to do from time to time. <laughs> um, I have a quick question. What what AEW women's division? The one the one that's free. Okay. Uh, you can find me. You can find me at It's Ray Cash. Black Lives Matter. By the way. Today would be a really pretty, really, really awesome day to arrest the motherfuckers that shot Breonna Taylor. I'd just like to say that out loud. Yes. I will second that, sir. Yes, this would be a good day to do that. And tomorrow will be an even better day to do that. But that being said, Mr. Tunney, the commissioner, where can they find you, sir? And what you got going on? You can find me at PC Tunney and all over the chairshot.com. Um, Man, I'm trying to think one good thing to plug, and uh, it's it's all good, you know. Just just find me. What I don't know what the, what what do you Milwaukee? Man, we. Oh, I thought like, you I thought you was doing like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, boy, I put it on for a city so hard. You can find the three man weave at three underscore man weave. How that how that the show? Yeah, you can find me wherever Giannis is dunking on your ass. Go ahead, Chris. Not to be on the boat when they go on vacation. Oh, shut up! Shut up! (laughs) It's gonna be Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. This some bullshit. (laughs) This some real bullshit. Uh, Don't be on that boat. Red Foreman from that '70s show. You know what I mean? Man. They're, they're scared of Giannis, folks. That's the real deal right there. Go ahead, Chris. That's fine. You all ain't got to keep picking on him. Hey, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. But more importantly, again, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out at the Chair Shot, we got podcasts, we got articles galore. Make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. I pick up an official Chair Shot t shirt. You can't go nowhere. So, y'all, I already know you're online shopping. You know, we done got addicted to Amazon. So, Pick up a shirt, man. Represent your favorite website, man. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Um, anything else anybody want to say before we get up out of here? Fuck to Jay Warren. 
<laughs> Fuck Jim Cornette. <laughs> Fuck all right, for uh, shout out to Rob Burnett coming on and, and hanging out with us, man, creating in the four corners. For Mr. Uh, Raymond Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, for TJ Warren, and for Jim Cornette, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Oompa, loompa, doompa, dee, fin. This podcast feels like another win. DJ All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.